Welcome to Celestial Small Talk with Alice and CJ. Celestial Small Talk refers to the big ideas, profound revelations, and deep connections that are created in the briefest of encounters. It is often in these moments that an imperceptible shift in thought can bring about the biggest change, helping us to more fully embody our intuition. We strive to inspire, illuminate, question, provoke, and spark the unique constellation within. Hello and welcome back to Celestial Small Talk. It's been a minute. It has been an interesting past couple of months and we can't wait to get into it and catch you up on what we've been up to and figure out how to move forward together. CJ, how are you doing today? What's on your heart and mind? I'm doing well. I, yeah, there's just been some things coming up around like ending this. And I don't want to use the word ending because it's not going away, but we are transitioning and We've kind of gone back and forth about when to release this episode, when to record this episode, what to say in this episode, because we don't really have a plan and it feels really in integrity for us to kind of work this out vulnerably with everyone else as opposed to presenting the next iteration wrapped up in a pretty bow because that's never going to happen. Life is always moving and shifting. And so the most authentic thing we can do is do that out loud in front of others and say, you know, we felt the call for a while to transition from doing online offerings to in-person community building. And even though we haven't again, quite figured out what that's going to look like, we know that it's time. So this message is coming from, you know, I don't even remember what our last episode was. I think it was almost two or three months ago. And that wasn't an intentional thing. We had tried to bring in a couple of guests and things kind of fell through. And so we were like, you know, we're not going to push it. And that was really authentic to us too, to be like, wow, other things happened in life that we really needed to take priority. And that was okay. A lot of stuff's coming up, but good stuff. I did light some incense and uh, pulled a card earlier that might be nice to ground us, but I'll do that after I ask you, Alice, what's on your heart and mind? I've been learning to work from my why rather than just jumping in and getting into the habit of doing something that don't matter. And in the past, I realized that I've been really good at establishing systems. And I get really excited doing it when I have like an end goal. But sometimes we sort of create structure for no reason. And I have been pulling back quite a bit and start questioning every single little thing I do. So I guess I'm in my cocoon phase and I am still trying to figure it out. I am trying to find where the joy is and be okay with not being everything. And that's where I'm at today. I know Mercury is in the shadow period of her retrograde. 
she's gonna be moving backwards pretty soon in a couple of weeks so I'm I'm assuming by the time this comes out you know right in the middle of it my Virgo moon is trying to prepare my mind and my life for anything unexpected or anything um, not going smoothly because I have a habit of doing that. I have a habit of expecting things to go perfectly and get really upset when they don't. And that's just silly. And also, I just got this book and it's called Let That Shit Go. It's a journal. It has like little prompts. It's adorable. I am hoping that it will help me a little bit in releasing expectations releasing regrets and guilt and anything that holds me back from enjoying other beauties in life. Thanks for sharing that. And I actually just heard something yesterday that said no amount of systems or organization can replace relational safety, which is kind of oh, like boy. a big... <laughs> A big like to the gut that's like, yeah, you can systematically organize things, but until you actually feel safe engaging with like whatever it is and having safe people with whom you can engage, that's not going to do shit. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I create systems so I don't have to engage with other people as much. That's just my social anxiety just coming out like, why don't we do this smarter? So we don't have don't have to be anxious all the time about seeing people and talking to people and looking them in the eyes. Well, on that note, let's just take a moment and take a collective breath together. So wherever you find yourself, if it feels good and safe to close down your eyes, you can do so and take a nice deep breath in. Exhale it out. I lit some incense that's called Cedrus Deodara, which is calming and elevating. So we're going to take another deep breath in and just envision a nice calming and elevating scent. And exhale it out. May we develop a sense of self-control, integrity, fortitude, and mental clarity. May we always master our breath and release all that does not serve us. One last deep breath in. Exhale it out. And if you're listening at home and it continues to be safe to keep your eyes closed, feel free to just listen to our voices and if you are ready to continue on in a more active state with us in your ears, then that works too. So Alice, I always like to pull from my favorite deck, the Numinous Tarot, just before I like sit at my computer. So I have my altar in my bedroom where I rotate through decks and work with runes and crystals. And then just before I sit down here, I always pull from the Numinous deck. And today I got the Dreamer of Candles, which is this deck's version of the Page of Wands. And it feels pretty appropriate to our conversation because you and I met through creative endeavors. We 
realized that we had so much alignment in what we thought and felt and how we wanted to live our lives creatively. And we've created some pretty awesome things together. And in keeping with the spirit of this episode, which is our transition episode, what do you think this page of wands or this dreamer of candles embodies in you? What would you like to dream into existence creatively for this next version of Celestial Small Talk? Celestial Small Talk has been one of my favorite things that I've created because it embodies so many expanding things for my soul and my favorite parts has always just been the conversation and re-listening to the conversations and learning from guests and you know getting my perspectives challenged and feel validated in my experience as as a human and i wanted to take the essence of that and it's like i have this visual but it's it's hard to like put into words what exactly I'm trying to say. I basically want to take the essence and I wanted to take technology out of it, if that makes sense. I wanted to step away from all the logistics and editing and just very non-creative things. And I just want to be which we do talk about a lot. I want to be in a space with other beautiful souls and having these conversations and get transformed on a more personal and impactful scale. Um, And to me, I realized that like the internet has its limits in its ability to create connection you know, authentic, pure, personal connections is nothing like sitting across from someone, looking at their faces, talking and seeing their reaction and, you know, listening to their story and and their interpretation of what you're saying. From my experience as a therapist and going to therapy myself, I find that change and impact and lessons are learned the deepest and most um, lasting ways in person and so i wanted to take slash small talk in a more in-person space and hopefully we can expand that we can um i guess a part of it also is that my quality time love language is kind of growing I have more of a desire to connect with people through doing things together having conversations together sitting together so that's what I hope we would be able to achieve what about you yes to so many things that you just said and what was interesting was I was shuffling the cards and the reverse hanged one came out which is the card that's all about surrender and It also precedes death in the minor or major arcana, which feels really apt because while there's a lot of fear that comes up around the death card, it's such a necessary part of life to have these transitions. And it also is the 13th card out of 
technically 22 of the major arcana. So it's not over. Like things don't end with death. They just transition. And just prior to that, there has to be kind of this submission of, okay, this is what I've been working at. This is what I have balanced because prior to uh, number 12 in the major arcana is justice or karma. It's sometimes called in other decks. And that's kind of the sense of like, all right, I'm working from values. You talked about working from the why. And then you have to kind of say, all right, here is what I've built up until this point. I am now ready to surrender to whatever happens. And that doesn't mean that we're powerless in this situation. It just means that we do all we can up until a point and then we leave it up to higher powers, spirit, well, ancestors or guides to support the next leg of the journey, which usually means letting something go. And you and I talked probably first about this, let's say between four and six months ago, where we were both saying like, man, you know, just we love the conversation. Like that's the heart of celestial small talk. But exactly what you were saying about the editing and the logistics and everything, it just takes a lot of the personalness out of it. And we realized that our reach isn't very grand. We have a very dear friend of mine who asks me about Celestial Small Talk. <clears throat> she may be our most loyal fan. So thank you, my friend, you know who you are. And if this ends up being popular or listened to by people beyond April of 2023. This is wonderful and exciting. And we have no idea where this is going to take us. But we both knew that being, you know, where we were in our phases of life, in our location in the world, that it felt really important to create community. And we both are a part of the Sacramento community of performers and um, some spiritual folks here, here, and we've been thinking about how to kind of blend those two things and bring in other people we haven't even thought of yet to create healing spaces where these conversations can happen, where people can kind of showcase their own talents and their own ways of connecting and healing that have been beneficial to them. I always come back to the term a salon, um, not like a hair salon, <laughs> but like a place to share ideas where potentially this is one thing that we had thrown around was the idea of a monthly gathering where let's say two people would sign up to do like a presentation or a ritual or a workshop or an activity that everyone could benefit from and we would build into that time uh centering reflection connection and everyone would get a chance to center their own talents and modalities that have worked for them that they want to share with other people. I think another thing that comes to mind, just as I'm saying that, is this idea of communality. Like there's no hierarchy. You know, Alice and I aren't more spiritual or more grown or more anything than anyone else. So we don't consider ourselves the experts. We both have natural abilities to bring people together from different backgrounds, and we really value having diversity within a group. And we think that there is so much 
magic that can happen when everyone gets to be their own expert and share their lived experience that can benefit others. So I really like the idea of creating safe spaces. Safe is the word that I always come back to because that is what I strive to be in all of my interactions with people. People tend to tell me they feel really safe with me. They feel grounded when I'm around. They feel safe telling me things. They know that I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to call them out. I'm just going to receive. And that is a skill I've had my entire life and didn't really realize how much people value that until I started to be in spaces where that was reflected back to me. And so it feels really like a call to a different way of providing service to other people, which is just let me create a safe space using what I know personally works for me. What I've been told helps other people feel safe so that way we can create a community of people who feel free and in community with each other, with themselves and with whatever they believe to be on other planes or in other dimensions to promote more healing, evolution and connection. So that feels really big, but we also know because the idea of celestial small talk is like these big things happen in the tiniest moments. That's what our intro is about. And I think that we're going to continue to use that as sort of a, a foundation for whatever celestial small talk becomes, because it can just be a connection with one person that changes your entire mindset on something that you thought about, you know, previously in your life. And I think that it's so powerful to create spaces where that becomes possible. There are a lot of things that you said that really resonated with my vision. I really appreciate it when you said there's no hierarchy. I really wanted to not sound like a workshop of somebody teaching some, you know, and it's a class and we're getting lectured and all of that. I wanted to be in a co-healing space, co-creating space. And the majority of the time is the reflection, is the share of lived experiences, is the share of learned lessons. It's a space to hold everybody's stories sacred. And I don't want it to be you know, somebody with an expertise in something or people feeling like they have to be an expert in something to bring something to the table. It could be, you know, when I'm reading this book, there's this chapter that talked about blah, blah, blah. And it really resonated with me. And I wanted to bring to the group and see what everybody else thinks. I think that continued learning mindset is something that I want to put down as one of our values in that space, as well as healing and connection. Yes, it's participant driven, and it doesn't have to always be an activity. I think letting people letting people show up as they are is important. As you were talking, I was shuffling and the card that flew out of the deck was number three, the nurturer, which has been deemed to be my card of the major arcana because of my 
Taurus sun and moon. Um, this is this deck's version of the Empress. So the one who brings earthly delights and pleasures into a space where people can feel free to be themselves showing up authentically. One thing that I know you and I have really decided was important was we don't need to do anything for any sort of external validation. Um, and I think that's why we're leaning away from the social media space, because we see so many things that are so curated, that are so polished, that are literally Instagrammable. And we're like, that's not what we're about. You know, we don't want anything that feels contrived, that feels inauthentic. I mean, that's the word I keep coming back to. And so much of social media is very saturated with very inauthentic people who are literally just posting to keep up with some arbitrary algorithm brought down from the people in power who just want to keep us churning and churning so that way we stop being connected to ourselves. Even those who are in a quote-unquote healing space or are touting healing ideas still fall victim to this. And this is not to shame or blame anyone. This is just us saying we don't want to be a part of that. What feels important about this nurturer card coming out is the fact that like when I think of a nurturer, I often think of a parental figure or a close friend or even a plant. Like I just bought myself a couple of plants this weekend and I'm very excited to nurture them, even though I have had very many casualties in the past with my plant friends. But just the idea of saying, hey, I'm going to go out every single day. I'm going to look at these plants. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to, you know, test out their soil, see how it feels. I'm going to move them into sun or out of sun as needed. Like that to me, is the nurturing vibe is I want to check in with you. I want you to tell me what's going on. And I want us to work together on a common solution that's going to promote growth. So basically, we feel that the environment is what is missing right now, because the online space isn't the environment that feels most conducive to what we have in mind. We have enjoyed these conversations together, both on and offline. And when we initially started this idea, we were like, you know, we want to bring this to everyone. And not even looking at the numbers, not even needing large followings or anything, it just got to a point where we were like, is the conversation and the benefits um, that we get from that, is that outweighing like the stress of doing the editing, doing the social media marketing, doing the organizing and everything that goes behind that. And ultimately, I think we both decided like, we'd rather just put our energy into creating something, an environment that feels really good for people and trusting that those people who really want to participate in it are going to be able to come. And then we get to help nurture a community to bring all of its own uniqueness and authenticity to the table without needing to document it, without needing to share anything about it and just be together in a healing space. I hear that. I haven't posted in over a month and it was like quitting an addiction for me. It was very weird at the beginning because I kept having these voices in my head telling me, you need to keep 
up with, you know, posting followers going to drop They're not going to follow you anymore. But I kind of just ignored it. I was like, mm, I don't feel like it right now. I have a lot of other things to take care of and kind of stepping away from that space and being in Vietnam kind of helped a little bit because I was really burned out of chasing the algorithm while maintaining all these other things in my life. And then at one point I was like, why am I doing this? It's not my job. I'm not getting paid. It's not my livelihood. I have so many other important things to tend to, especially myself. So I've been stepping away and it's been quite cleansing. It allowed me more time to spend time with my son, spend time with myself. Like I have been able to have enough silence in my head or in my space that I've been able to slow down and catch myself in the moments where I would have ignored and kept going and burned myself out. It's been pretty enlightening. And like yesterday, there were some conversations that were triggering and I would have let that fester for days. But then I took a moment and I was like, okay, let's check in with my inner child. What is she saying? What does she need? What was she hoping for? And why is it upsetting for her? That was really rare that I did that before. So I'm feeling like I'm moving toward a better version of myself. And that version does not need to be shown to the people who are scrolling on the internet. Because to them, you're really just an object, if that makes sense. I mean, yes, it sounds kind of harsh, but you really are like you're just a part of the entertainment that they're getting through social media an example would be something that i i have it an issue with the way people talk about taylor swift now they're talking about her like she's not a person they're talking about her like oh no she broke up with her boyfriend let's see what other songs came out like that's all she is to people but if you think about it she's a person she has feelings. She's got struggles. She found a healthy way to cope with these things, but her life isn't her life anymore. I don't need to be that. <laughs> I mean a lot to some people and that's enough for me. And wherever I can make an impact in a positive way, that's what I want. Um, I don't need to be an aspirational figure for anybody but my own inner child. And another part that I forgot to mention earlier was this like sense of, I just started feeling really disappointed in myself in this chase that I was doing for capitalism. And I'm perpetuating all those things that I have a problem with. And then I had to stop and, and ask myself, why do I feel the need to be a part of that. I have the privilege to have the freedom to step away from that. And I should probably honor it instead of being a part of that vicious circle or cycle. Well, Alice, you, as always, uh, nailed things right on the head. 
as you were talking about all of that stuff, the seven of candles came out. So this is our second candles of the spread. And what I love about this depiction is it's someone who's on a runway and there's a group of people in the audience who are all holding up different candles. And I see their faces, which are going to be really tiny for Alice on the screen, but they don't look very happy necessarily. Whereas the person who's on the runway is like strutting their stuff. They have this gold halo around their head and they are just shining. And I think about many things that you said, one in terms of how I've typically seen this card, which is usually to me when we are in this like contraction period. So this part where we're kind of like, oh, this is uncomfortable between doing the inner work and like seeking that external validation that the inner work is working. So you talked a lot about like your inner child and checking in with them and just needing to be the like hero for that person, not for anyone else. You don't just need to be an object for someone else's entertainment on Instagram. And the fact that the depiction of this card is a runway, I think about how many times that has just been a parade of objects to so many people. Let me look at the new line of clothing by so-and-so. Let me clap politely, judge everything that comes out, and not see the models as human beings who are trying to make their living parading around other people's beautiful clothes. And again, this is not to shame or knock anyone who works in fashion or modeling or anything or enjoys that culture. This is just to say how often when we give up that power to the external, we are allowing ourselves to be objectified. When the sixes, so the card that precedes this, is all about that inner community. So we had a rehearsal this past week where we brought up the idea of inner family or internal family systems, which is this idea that, you know, we have all these little parts inside of us and they're the ones that need the tending more so than anything we're to project on the outside world. So like you were talking about, Alice, about kind of hearing those voices with the shoulds and the shames and you being like, oh, I used to just like push through and like listen to that. And now you're actually checking in with your inner kiddo and being like, oh, hey, you know, what can we do today that's going to make us feel really good? And then the eights, which are the next card in this progression, um, have to do with transformation. So this is a natural part of the cycle, which is like there is always going to be this contracted period between I've created this community that I want to nurture and like there's going to be a transformation. There's going to be this in-between moment where we're like, oh, I got to like look for the external validation. And I think the lesson of this is how can we be more like the person who's just gliding ahead on the runway with their beautiful halo of gold, not caring what anyone else thinks, just showing off for the joy of showing off and not needing that external validation. I mean, that just feels like it's so in line with what we want to create. Because we've even talked about it. We're like, we don't even care about making money about this. Like, this is just 
a desire to create connection. And when you were talking about capitalism, I mean, you're always speaking my language with that because I have really had such a toxic breakup, get back together relationship with, <laughs> with capitalism that like, I just wish everyone could be in communities where they felt seen and supported and our basic needs were taken care of and we didn't have to become objects of a capitalist grind in order to succeed. Because I think the measure of success needs to shift. And I know for me, when I think about success, like right now being completely transparent, like I'm making very little money. And it's not that that's intentional. Um, I do have the privilege of having, you know, being in a situation right now where I have some money that I, I can work with, I can live off of. And so I don't have the hustle and grind of like, I need to make rent immediately yesterday. And I acknowledge that privilege, especially as a white bodied woman. And what I have learned is that my measure of success is very, very close to what I'm currently doing in my life, which is being able to wake up without an alarm if I choose, writing first thing in the morning, walking my dog, tending my plants, doing yoga, connecting with people in person or online, performing, reading, learning. You talked about being a lifelong learner, which is also a very, very core part of my being. And I'm not sitting there being like, okay, I need to like fit in 14 clients so that I can make a ton of money so that I can do X, Y, and Z. I'm choosing instead to slow down and allow my current life to be the central like tenet of what I'm doing and then anything else that comes in that allows that to still be possible is welcome and anything that comes in that is not aligned with that I say no to. And this is something that I know won't be able to last forever because life is life. But for now, what I am allowing myself with the privilege I have to explore is how can I divest from capitalism in a way that feels good to my body, that allows for aligned opportunities to come in, and it gives me the space to respond to those from a more authentic place as opposed to the striving and urgency that I felt previously when it was like tutoring came my way. Yeah, I'll schedule four sessions a week uh, just so that way I can make 400 bucks this week. I mean, I didn't even make that much, so... <laughs> I'm exaggerating there or yeah, babysitting opportunities or bartending or, you know, all these things that like, yes, I do need to have some dollars coming into my bank account and I don't want to do that at any cost. I want to be able to trust that all of the things that I'm working towards with my coaching, with my performing, with my writing my book and everything that all of that is going to at some point line up in a way that is going to provide for me financially. And again, recognizing the incredible privilege that I have and that not everyone who's listening has, this is impossible for a lot of people. But because you and I have decided that these are core parts of who we are and what we want to create, 
we will trust that celestial small talks next phase will be something that will be a measure of success without that being tied to any sort of financial gain, because that isn't the focus of what we're doing. We're looking for gain in other areas of our lives. Yes, I, right at the beginning of when you started talking, I was thinking about, oh yeah, we should probably change the definition of success. And you just went right into it. So we're aligned there. I have very similar ways of measuring success these days, and I am moving toward that a little bit more with, I actually have a list of things that are expanding to my soul, and it has like quality time with my son and creating something for the heck of it. Um, You know, you can paint something and toss it in the trash for, for no reason, reading music just vibing the music you know learning something or practicing like an a skill like ukulele or some just like to something for leisure and not to master yeah and just kind of like signing up for to be surprised by life something that i want to manifest every day i do recognize my privilege i i mean i worked hard to get here to build my business up and It was very scary at one point, but I have been fortunate enough to get to this place where have the time and the space to seek out these things for myself. And that is something that I'm grateful for, trying not to get emotional. I'm grateful for the growth that Celestial Small Talk has brought into my life and the connections that we've made with your guests and my guests and you know, adding those people to my community in my pocket and the spirit of growth and the validation of humanity and just the everyday reminders. Every time we do an episode, I get reminded of something. I'm so grateful for that. What are you grateful for? I, my head was tingling the whole time you were talking. So I was like, all right, there's, there's some stuff going on here. That's pretty important. And if I do get emotional, I mean, that's who I am. What I really feel grateful for is the fact that this nine of vials came out while you were talking. And this is the wish card. It's the same as the nine of cups. And I have been for myself using a bit of moon magic based off of Sarah Faith Godestiner's um, manifestation work um, where I've been pulling a card for every phase of the moon and just using that as kind of a guidepost for what I focus on during that time. So currently we are under the last quarter moon and this is my card. (laughs) Literally the reverse nine of vials is my card for today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. And because it came out reverse, to me, this often feels like a pouring back into my soul. So again, nines being towards the end of this cycle and the last quarter moon being towards the end of the lunar cycle, it's kind of like the idea of harvesting. We're getting very, very close to the harvest time. It's not quite time yet, but we do get a chance to kind of look at everything we what we've created and feel gratitude for it. And so I do feel a lot of gratitude for the fact that we took improv together, 
for the fact that you were like, I like a lot of the things you post. I think we should be friends for the fact that we used to go to on walks together during COVID uh, when it was like balls ass hot out and just talk and talk and talk and talk. We have lent each other books that have helped each of our growth. We've bought each other books that have helped each of our growth. We have started this podcast. We've started our show, uh, Mercury Reprobates in the Sacramento area. We have been at local events. We are looking to create more community together. And all of that feels like just a sense of like, oh, look at all of this, you know, in the past, not even four years, you know, and it's a good reminder of how all of these tiny, tiny shifts over time lead to monumental change in our lives. So I just feel immensely gratitude for the ability to listen, to pay attention, to receive, to grow, to be guided in integrity and to find more souls who are looking for this type of community. So again, whoever is listening, whenever you are listening, we are here. And whatever that looks like when you find us, I encourage you to check us out. I'll do a little pitch for myself and then Alice will do a little pitch for herself. So you can find out all the comedy stuff I'm doing at Carrie John Comedy, C-A-R-R-I-E, J-A-H-N Comedy on Instagram. You can see all about my coaching, my tarot work, on empowering educator and that's with a period in between on Instagram. I also have a website empoweringeducator.org and I am looking to build more of my curriculum collaboration services which has been really really fulfilling to my soul to work with coaches who have ideas for things they want to bring to communities and just need a teacher to help them on the process. And I've also been really proud of how my tarot stand-up has been received locally in Sacramento, and I'm looking to have more opportunities to do that. And then I'm also writing a book, which I have committed to. It's called a finish your draft accountability group. That's going to be, it's either six or eight weeks through the Highlights Foundation to help me get my novel finished. So that way, eventually I can have it edited and eventually I can have it published. And eventually I can sit pretty on all of those royalties coming in from (laughs) my work being published. And then I can work on something else. I've been thinking about writing um, an education book about embodied education or educating from intuition, um, which I think would be really, really necessary in the field of teaching, which (laughs) stumps that out of people. Thank you for listening. This has been such a joy to be in this space. And I'm always so curious about what is coming next. So Alice, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. I am in the middle of a transition from what I've been doing with astrology and everything else. I am still going to continue my Instagram account. I don't quite know what it's going to look like eventually. I'm not moving away from astrology. I want to incorporate more creativity in it, maybe just paint and post those. So um, you can find out more about my journey 
at truth.told.early. I'm just very impressed with everything that you just said, and especially the last the last part of the, you know, educating with intuition. I think that's so, so, so important. And I would totally buy that book. Yeah. So I am just in the middle of my cocoon phase. There's a lot of things brewing that I'm very excited about and they're not quite defined. So what I'm looking forward to are our first celestial small talks in person and some of our local events some of our community events locally in Sacramento or Fairfield or anywhere within 50 miles, I think. Continuing with our Mercury Reprobates show every second Friday at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. If you want to hang out, I'm down. I enjoy so much of one-on-one interactions and hearing people's stories, and I'm always down to just listen. So what I think is hilarious is that you started off this episode talking about how you use systems to like avoid eye contact and talking to people. And here you are like 40 minutes later being like, hey, does anyone want to hang out? So that just that just is a testament to the power of these types of conversations. So keep going, Alice. I just wanted to reflect (laughs) that back to you. (laughs) I appreciate that. I didn't realize, I mean, I sort of recognize that that's what I was doing before. I'm like, especially after COVID, everything's like no contact delivery. I'm like, oh, I don't have to open the door and say hi to people. Just leave it there. Take a picture and show it to me. I've created more of these conversations. I find that recently I have this deep desire to learn more. I don't feel like I'm in a space to teach people about life. I want to learn about life from people. And that's where I'm going the next six months. I just want to soak in life and I just want to be able to enjoy life and um, let myself live. On that note, thank you so much to all of our loyal Celestial Small Talk listeners in the present, in the future, and in the past. We are here for you in some sort of energetic capacity. We are here for you in some sort of physical capacity, emotional capacity, intellectual capacity. And please take good care of yourselves as you take care of your communities and know that you've always got at least two souls here who would love to connect with you. So bye. You can reach us at celestialsmalltalk at gmail.com and on Instagram at celestialsmalltalk. Please listen, like, review, share, grow, learn, and love. Until next time.